in a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka, John Reed. Oh, warm bold. Each week, they feature one movie that reminds us why we fell in love with these films in the first place. This year, we travel back in time to 1984 and 85. You're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. You listen to the stupid thing. I did, but I didn't hear it out. Oh, right? I didn't hear it till Ren. You just pointed it out. Be afraid to hurt my feelings. All right, yeah, welcome to the 30-something no, movie dead. podcast, or the 30-something Jeff and Pat start arguing podcast. Um, this time around, we are going to be looking at the movie Weird Science. So I've been Science. thinking about <laughs> no, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Don't lie I've got it. some things I'd like to point out to you, Patrick. <laughs> you haven't been thinking about anything. It hurts my head to think. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this time around, we are talking about Weird Science. Is he shouting? Did you? It sounds like he's shouting. Were you the... What? What? Am I shouting? You sound like you're shouting. I'm shouting. You're not. <laughs> I'm not shouting. <laughs> All right, I'm shouting. I'm shouting, I'm shouting, I'm shouting. It's the wrap-up episode, it's, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. We're not doing another one after this, because we all hate each other. All right, so Weird Science came out August 2nd, 1985. It was rated PG-13, for some obvious reasons. Uh, directed by John Hughes, who also did 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Uncle Buck, among others. Produced by Joel Silver, who did Commando, Pat's favorite movie. Uh, Die Hard, Predator, Lethal Weapon, Matrix, and V for Vendetta, among others. Uh, this was also written by John Hughes, who also wrote National Lampoon movies, Mr. Mom, European Vacation, Home Alone, and Beethoven. Uh, music by Ira Newborn, who did Sixteen Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Naked Gun, Ace Ventura, and Mallrats. The budget for this one was $7.5 million. The box office was $38.9 million. Starring Anthony Michael Hall as Gary Wallace from National Lampoon's Vacation, Sixteen Candles, and The Dead Zone. Uh, Kelly LeBrock as Lisa from Hard to Kill, Wrongfully Accused, and The Woman in Red. Ilan, Michael, Ilan Mitchell Smith as Wyatt Donnelly from The Chocolate War and The Superboy TV Show. Bill Paxton as Chet Donnelly from Aliens, Tombstone, Apollo 13, Twister, and Edge of Tomorrow. Suzanne Snyder as Deb from Night of the Creeps, Return of the Living Dead 2, Fools Rush In. Judy Aronson as Hilly from Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, Hannibal, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Robert Downey Jr. as Ian from Chaplin, Ali McBeal, Iron Man, Avengers, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Robert Russler as Max, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Vamp, Sometimes They Come Back, Vernon Wells as Lord General from Commando, Road Warrior, and Inner Space, John Kapalos as Dino from The Breakfast Club and Forever Night. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this one a 56%, the audience gave it a 69%. (laughs) Thank you. And that, you know what, that's... That's the, for weird science. That's the correct response. Um, Siskel and Ebert. Uh, Ebert gave this one a three out of four stars. Siskel gave it one and a half stars. Uh, the awards. This one was nominated for a Saturn Award for best performance by a younger actor for Ilan Mitchell Smith. Gary and Wyatt are tired of being picked on by boys and ignored by girls, so they use Wyatt's computer, some lightning, and inspiration from Frankenstein to create their perfect woman. But they end up with more than they expected. You know, it's not a bad idea. What? Making a girl. Actually making a girl. This is Wyatt and Gary. I'd give her a digits mammary glance. Something's about to change their world. 
something out of this world. She's alive! Alive! What would you little maniacs like to do first? It's all in the name of science. Weird science. If you want to be a party animal, you have to learn to live in the jungle. Not us. Not here. No way. She is turning their lives. Trust me for once, will you? What is going on? Gary, I don't know. I don't know. Their minds. <laughs> and their house. Upside down. It's seriously affecting your sex life. <laughs> it's completely unnatural. Do you realize it's snowing in my room? Totally unbelievable. What's going on? And definitely weird. Hi, dudes. They went from zeros to heroes in one fantastic weekend. I'm so good. Universal Pictures presents a John Hughes film, Weird Science. It's purely sexual. So a little background on this one. Kelly LeBrock uh, was originally married to Steven Seagal for about nine years. Um, she was also the actress in the Pantene commercials who said, Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Oddly enough, is also my uh, personal motto. Um, the name Lisa came from... <laughs> what? <are> you... <laughs> what? <clears throat> No, please, continue. Thank you. I will. Uh, Lisa was the name of one of Apple's first computer models. Not models, but like model of computer. Never mind. Uh, Ilan Mitchell-Smith uh, actually left acting not too long after this to become a professor of medieval studies and literature. Uh, the song Weird Science was sung by Oingo Boingo. Danny Elfman was the lead vocals and ultimately did the music for... Batman, Beetlejuice, Simpsons, and Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh, John Hughes apparently wrote this script in two days. Um, this movie takes place in Shermer, Illinois, which is also from The Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, the Weird Science TV show actually wasn't too bad, although we can get into that later if any of you guys have seen it. Uh, it, however, was set in California. Lisa was played by Vanessa Angel, who was in the movie Kingpin. When the guys attempt to make Lisa in the TV show, they say they do it because they saw it in a John Hughes movie. Anthony Michael Hall's bit in The Candy Bar was an homage to Richard Pryor's character Mudball. Weird Science was the title of a 1950s EC Comics publication. One story from the comic that resembled the movie was called Made of the Future. Uh, John Hughes was against any attempts to adapt his movies to TV. In fact, when the television show came out, uh, he didn't even know what happened until he saw a commercial for it. So that's what I've got for this one in terms of background and all that other stuff. That's um, how we're done here. What's the next movie? That's, hey, that's fine. <laughs> not your favorite is that what you're trying to say so how does the well initial reactions how do you feel about weird science I like Kelly LeBrock <laughs> <laughs> um, I, take your response to everything you're just here for the women I'm not like a Bellucci or anything but well, <laughs> what I mean what is what is or who is or whichever don't want to objectify anything um not something that I watch over and over again. I haven't shown this to my kids yet, even though it's PG-13 and they're close to that age. I think there's just a few, I don't know, there's some stuff in there that I just, very awkward, I would not want. I, 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 for some reason, it's not a not a favorite of mine. I remember watching it back then, and I'll tell you, I don't know how old I was at the time, because I think we saw it on DVD, or VHS at the time, sorry. Um, and I don't remember, I thought I, there were some funny parts in it. There's some definitely some funny parts in it, but overall, I didn't think it was like something. Oh, weird science is on! I got to watch it again. And that's just kind of how it is. It was like I, I almost feel echo his sentiments. Like, let's 
move on. <laughs> That's about where I am on this one. I don't know. You know, out of the three movies of the month, this is definitely the one that was the lowest of the totem pole for me. Uh, for me, with this movie, I uh, I thought I saw it when I was younger, and then watching it, I realized I clearly did not see this movie when I was younger. But I think I lied about it to enough people, so I just started believing it. Um. So, first time watching it was a couple weeks ago, and as far as a John Hughes movie goes, it, I don't think it's his best. Certainly not one that I would favor over any of his others. Um, I don't know. It just it. I, he said it was written in two days, and I I think it definitely shows that it was written in two days. It, it lacks a lot of the the character and charm and heart of his other movies. So if I were to see this on TV, I'd probably go right past it. I don't think I'd seek this one out to be like, oh, I gotta watch Weird Science. I, I, I think I'm okay with the viewing that I had and and happy to go forward. I know Pat's gonna jump it too, because you had some of these quotes on and, and yeah. he used it too. It was exactly, I think my sentiments as part is it doesn't have the heart. Mm -hmm. There's not, the, and, and you said critics have said that yes, too, and you must have said that. And it's completely it true. I mean, it exactly is like, I look at it and I'm like, I wouldn't mind my kids to necessarily be like that. I wasn't like that. And, and, and when there's no heart to pay off for it, like in the other movies, there might be things that I don't agree with what the character's doing, but there's also at some point some sort of heart message piece to his films that were there that kind of go, okay, that cancels out some of that behavior because now at least there's this this kind of element there and there really wasn't in that so I think that for some reason I always put a little bad taste in my mouth with it. Patrick yeah <clears throat> the first time I saw it was a couple weeks ago I had never seen this and it's funny you know we're talking about where does this rank with John Hughes movies I think I only saw a narrow slice of John Hughes movies I mean I didn't see uh, um, this I didn't see um, 16 Candles, I didn't, I guess all the ones that were like the teenage mm -hmm. ones, I didn't see those. I saw like Uncle Buck, he did Home Alone, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, I think I saw those, maybe more of the family ones. And so this was this was new to me. Um, I, I, I just echo what the, what the other guy said. I mean, it was kind of watch the movie, there really was no enduring quality or message or anything to it. Um, I'll be honest, I had a, a lot of the same reaction that I had to uh, 16 Candles where it was like, okay, and I think I said to Jeff, I said it, you know, I was halfway through the movie and I just said, you know, uh, it's like, whereas 16 Candles was, I kind of thought, okay, well, this is just a teenage girl's fantasy movie, so it doesn't have to have reality or basis in anything, it's just what every girl dreams of and there you go. And I think this is the, the, the other side of the coin where this is, okay, what a junior high guy would dream of. And, you know, like this, you know, you can make this woman that's, you know, attractive, will take care of all your problems, you know, can wave her hands and your, don't, you know, your parents won't remember that she mouthed off to them, um, can get you alcohol and, you know, you can go out and party and there's no foreseeable consequences the next day. Um, so, okay, this is just complete fantasy. And I, well, I, I think, I mean, at that point it was just like, okay, I, I, I see what this movie is about. I don't, I'm obviously, <laughs> I'm not a teenage boy, and even back then, none of those movies, it wasn't, um, I really didn't give a hoot about, well, I wonder if this could happen, or may, may pretend this could happen. So it, it just kind of didn't really 
hit a chord with me. It was that's just kind of what the movie did, and yeah, that was my that was my initial reaction. With that in mind, if we're if, if you want to do the that sort of gender comparison, what does it say about males? What does it, what does it say about guys? You know, he he creates this movie. 16 Candles for seemingly playing on the idea of the fairy tale that uh, and and the the heart and charm that uh, that play into 16 Candles and you know if you want to say that this is the male counterpart to that doesn't really speak highly for guys in any way shape or form well given that age I don't think guys really develop that stuff till later I mean isn't that the usual thing True. We're speaking. I, I, let True. me back up. We're painting broad brush strokes here. We're saying all guys and right. all that. Sort right. of like even. It, um, it, it, it doesn't help when you call them broads. Yeah, that's so. right. That chick, you know. Um, but even didn't we even say that with um, what was the, the the other one we talked about when we talked about sixteen Cam Breakfast Club? Yeah. We said, you know, those characters fit some set archetypes, but there's people that are in between, and there's oh. blends, and there's certain things not represented. So I mean, yeah. I, I get what you're saying is that. Yeah, I mean, I and I just. Said, we had that conversation a while back, right. but just now I had that thought of like, yeah. well, if that is a, a portrayal, it really doesn't portray guys in, in any sort of favorable right. light. No. You know, we, we don't have much to offer because we don't have uh, much to think about right. other than that. Other than that, other than you know, girls with big boobs and getting back at the bullies. Whereas his other movies, I think there's somewhere, somewhere you can relate to something that yeah. was enough to make you want to at least watch the entire movie to see how it turns out. I didn't quite have that in 16 Candles. I mean, I know I'm not trying to knock, but like when I watched 16 Candles. Here comes our fight, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yes, there is. I mean, I had, I had the same reaction in 16 Candles. I was kind of like, okay. I mean, there, there wasn't anything that made me want to get invested in the characters. I know other people did, and I, I think you're right. I think that the reason that that one was more popular than this one was exactly that. That showed, um, you know, that it was a little bit of a, I don't know, more balanced, or it, it was a little bit more of a, I don't know what, it just showed that girls overall, if we're going to stereotype, it showed girls overall as having more depth than what these two guys did in this one. Mm -hmm. The guys in that movie, I mean, the, the one guy that was the prince in 16, you know, quote unquote, the prince, or the, 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 he was a, he ended up being a decent guy, I think. I mean, wasn't that... Yeah. You know, whereas these guys just kind of it's it's the Beavis and Butter, <laughs> you know, kind of the whole way through. Um, and I think that may be still, why that may be why. I mean, I, I'm, and I'm trying to think. I wish I knew exactly when I saw it, but most likely I was like either halfway through St. Joe's, and you know, and you're in high school, and, and we had great teachers that you know they did display this that you're more than that, and that you treat people with respect, and that you the opposite sex, and there was just like so there was that sort of feeling. I felt like this was an insulting portrayal of like all guys are like this it just right. kind of fed into that this is our mentality and and it was not me and that's not who I was so I think I initially didn't like the movie as much because I thought this is exactly what I'm, I'm not well, if, if so I if that's normal then you know that was also your takeaway from Breakfast Club to you, a certain degree, there was because there were extreme stereotypes. Right, kept you, saying, you yeah, didn't like really. Everybody, didn't, but there's something in between. You couldn't really like, connect with, with one any of those. any one particular one. So I could identify with elements up, of each. It ended but up I not didn't. being your favorite movie because yeah. Yeah. You, you couldn't make that connection. Yeah, and but you know, definitely the attempt at Breakfast Club was much more noble, I think, in in, in, in 
something that I could at least well, get even I, that. I, I think well, I may not have identified with Breakfast any of those, had, I still understood. It had a bit of a message to yes. it as well. It gave and the heart again. It had the heart gave you a lot to think about in, in some sort of takeaway where this didn't really give you Yeah, that's why I get my favorite, I think I said it back at the Breakfast Club, my favorite Johnny, Johnny's film was Some Kind of Wonderful. Yeah. Because I saw myself as Eric Stoltz' character in there. That's, that's who I identified with. I, that was kind of like me. Like that's what I felt like. He was like this good guy, but he wasn't like just you know. I mean, he was just it was a decent, balanced guy, and I liked that film, and I've always liked identified with that one as John Hughes as one of my favorite. And, you know, Planes, Trains, and all all those other ones too. But I'm saying out of the the teen ones, that one's clearly above the other ones. Breakfast Club, and definitely this one's way at the bottom. Because again, I did not agree with betrayal of the character. Yeah, and like that's why I said if that's like my son, my son is those kids, then I'm like. You're so be those kids because you wouldn't. I understand that, but I'm saying. Going back, yeah. You know what I'm saying, but that's <clears> what I'm saying. So when I watch that movie, when you watch that movie, you're going, if this is what these boys really are all about, and if this is what what's the most important things and what's so important to them, then I know yeah, it's a movie, but at the same time, and it's supposed to be fun and funny, and I, that's the part I can laugh at. So oh, there's some funny parts, but overall, it's not going to be like one that I'm like. Cause I think movies still affect people. Yeah, I I mean I couldn't I re, I really just couldn't relate. Mm -hmm. too much to to any of it i mean yeah okay maybe i i in the, towards the beginning i got my ass kicked when i was in high school so maybe i could relate to that aspect where i was the victim of bullying but then outside of that like i just it, it's so lost touch with any sense of what could be relatable that i don't know i, I found myself more on my ipad while i had the movie on doing puzzles or whatever game I was playing as a, opposed to. A New York Times reviewer when the movie came out said, the director has no idea where to stop with regard to the story and how closely it aligns to the fantasies of an adolescent boy. Well, all right. So, kind of what you guys That was said. a bit more eloquent than I came up with, well, but that's, I agree with him. Yeah. They had 30 years, no, 30 years ago people were more eloquent. So. That's true. Mm -hmm. But and I like what you guys both said, and that's what I was kind of bumbling through with my hands. I just couldn't relate to it. I mean, <clears throat> there were parts that were funny, there were, but there was nothing that was, yeah, nothing, I just couldn't relate to it. I did, well, I'm going to totally agree with all of you. Um, hey, John's here. Hey, how's it going? Do you have an um, opinion? I, sometimes, but I've learned over the course of my life to keep that to myself. Um, well, in that case, let's move on. Let's, let's move on, next movie. Um, no, in this one... I think I disagreed with the critics, and apparently the three of you, um, when they said that this movie has no heart. Because I don't think, I don't think it has the same heart that Breakfast Club does. And I don't think it has the same heart that Sixteen Candles does. But when I see these boys trying to create something that's purely out of their fantasy, and it end up, it, and she ends up becoming a big sister who guides them into an understanding of well, you losers are just looking for, you know, big-breasted girls, you know, rock and roll, drinking parties, all this other stuff, and that she kind of guides them into, here's maybe a better understanding of how you need to go about this. If you want to, if you want to meet a girl, go talk to her. Don't imagine your fantasy girl. Actually, go talk to the one that's right in front of you that you're interested in. And that kind of, her becoming a big sister and, and their lack of actually doing anything with her after they've built her for the purpose of using and obeying every command. Um, the fact that they never do anything with her, the fact that they never really take anything too far in a lot of cases, and the fact that she ends up becoming a very protective big sister, that's where I kind of saw the heart of it. That as they, you kind of see them 
grow through the story and they, they baby steps towards maybe being a more well-rounded human being as opposed to just the you know adolescent hormone machine yeah, but that they if, were in the beginning. Maybe if she didn't end up having like mythological powers that could erase people's memories and yeah. turn rooms blue and mm-hmm. or whatever, like oh that that wasn't her. That was yeah, like. That was did she make the kitchen blue, yeah, or was she that turned the kitchen blue? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think. <clears throat> or it was part of the when they were they trying were to right. create a new, yeah, yeah, a new Lisa. Yeah. Um, but I think I, the the heart that you're talking about and and that idea, I think, just gets lost. Well, I'm, I'm saying it's not as strong as it was in the other movies. I think it's still there because when you get to the end, and he, particularly the one line I think that kind of brought it all to a head was when he's talking to the girl. And I forget which one she was. Was she Deb or Hilly? Well, I forget which one. The one, the blonde one that Anthony Michael Hall likes. Um, he's talking to her, and he says the line, "You know, I, Lisa is what I wanted before I knew what I wanted." Mm-hmm. And to me, that was kind of his journey through the whole movie was to figure out. Well, he thought Lisa was his perfect woman, but through the course of everything that they've learned, you know, being around her, that no, it actually wasn't. You know, this fantasy woman was not what he really wanted. He's matured enough at this point to understand that this is, you know, the girl that's right in front of me, the girl that has, you know, imperfections and she's made mistakes and she's not all powerful and she can't grant or fulfill every wish that I've got. Now I understand that this is the girl that I would rather have. Yeah, I'm, but he still beds her in the end. Right? They still go to. Yeah. So what really did. He learned from but this, a, this new big sister. It's well, but that's a girl who. I mean, she made the choice. It's not a girl that he built that will, you know, is supposed to be. Yeah, but if she so loyal and but it, but if follows you're claim, every command, if you're claiming that she's trying to guide them, like you, you want to make, you you want a connection, it has to build. You have to work at it. If the if if it's still, but you still have to fit that in a ninety minute the, movie. These these other ways, you know. You, you want you want a girl for sex. You don't build her. You talk to her. You talk her into it. And, her, and he so. did. But again, I, and I think. But it was the, the ultimate goal. Again, I think what he's saying is it was still to get her. Just yeah, it was, it was it still. Wasn't, to, it wasn't it was, as a it was, person. It was it to was, get her. To right. That. There was, was no. There the was goal. no growth as a person. It was just these. Here's are the, the better way. Here's to, the, the better way to, to go to, and actually to get that. somebody in bed. Being crude about it won't. You got to be trick. You know, act like you almost care, and then right. But don't they have more of an opportunity to have a relationship beyond that now? They have an opportunity, but I'm saying that does not come across. I don't think as clear as maybe right. in your like your experience of it was. Right. For us, I think we missed all three of that as a as, or or what was there of it was like nah yeah nice try but not really. Well, and, and I'm not saying that it was you know done to perfection. I'm yeah. just saying it's. I feel there's, there's an attempt. To there's do a it little there. more. There's a little. I saw a little more heart in it than what I think a lot of critics saw, yeah. and I think what you guys saw. I saw there a little bit more there, and I saw a little bit more in my viewing of it just. A little bit more redeeming than what a lot of people felt this movie was. Okay. No, I'm not saying that it was, you yeah. know, done. I'm not saying that it was, you know, his most stellar movie, but and it, <clears throat> I know, did see a redeeming, a little bit of a redeeming redemption there at the end of the movie. Yeah, not fully, but a redeeming redemption. A redeeming redemption. <laughs> it strikes yes. me as the movie, though. I don't think he intends, and like he said, he, he wrote it in two days, and we kind of, Jeff and I looked at each other. I was like, oh, okay, feels, feels about it. right. Yeah. But it's like he wrote <clears throat> it in two days, that. so yeah. I don't know that. Maybe, maybe, 
I don't want to say we're asking too much of the movie, but I can't think of another phrase. I, I don't know if the movie necessarily goes much deeper beyond that. It didn't explore the consequences. Beyond a movie. And, right. and, and honestly, it's, is it supposed to really seriously study, okay, well, relationships, in the, or is it kind of whimsical fantasy? It seems like whimsical right. fantasy. And I can't speak for all boys, and I mean, I, but I mean, that's kind of that, in my eyes, you know, like that early high school thing, what would you say when people do something stupid? You're not thinking about the consequences of your act, your actions. So, driving fast cars, or you know, and all this other thing that you saw in the movie, that was that was what they wanted. They wanted, and, and we're, you know, I think someone said that. Well, you know, you don't see any consequences, or they're they're just trying to, you know, not have to get to know people, but can just get them in bed. And that's what it would strike me is that, yeah, okay, well, early teenage boys, whimsical fantasy would the big theme that came through is. They want to be able to party, but not have to deal with addictions or getting sick the next day or any of that other kind of stuff. They want to be able to drive fast cars, but not have to deal with the consequences of, you know, crashes and people getting hurt and all that. And that's kind of the, the whole early teen thing is I could see that as, you know, are they looking for deep relationships that are meaningful and last? Early teens? Maybe not. But like a consequence-free life, you know, I, I could see where that would... In a whimsical fantasy, yeah. I can see where that takes center stage in the right. In the movie. Well, and I, and I feel this is way more fantasy. Obviously, it's way more fantasy than Sixteen Candles because at least Sixteen Candles was realistic. Mm. Like, there's no magic. There's no magic. Right. Candles. Right. The 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 ones I actually had more of a problem with were the two girls. Like, I had more of a problem with their characters being, you know, where they see, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and the other guy do horrible things, and they're like, oh, why are we still with these guys? And then they come back and. Well, I guess we'll give them a second chance. And to me, like I, those characters, are the ones I had a hard time with. I didn't have a hard time with Gary and Wyatt, but it was those two. And so then, as it got further on in the movie, I'm like, well, and I didn't remember the end of the movie, so I'm like, I, I wonder if Gary and Wyatt are going to come to a realization that even the two girls that they thought were the ones that they wanted are pretty shallow themselves. So maybe they're going to completely, you know, forget this whole thing and. And go off in another direction, but actually, it was the two girls I had a bigger problem with than anybody else. So, if this movie doesn't do the teen fantasy wish fulfillment thing very well, are there any other movies that do that you've seen? Uh, there's this movie, Never Ending Story, Pat. You should give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't know. That. I don't know. Bullies are bullies are also dealt with in that one. See, so. and someone said that it's just like you know something about the bullies getting dealt with. I said, well, maybe that fits in with me because I want to see the bullies get there. Is it Falcor was uh, the, the Lisa character in that one? Yeah, that's it's uncomfortable for everybody now. Falcor flies in first thing. So, what do you little maniacs want to do first? Teen fantasy, Commando. That was a teen fantasy you had earlier this year. Well, I mean, not, not, is there a teen I mean, you can, fantasy? Well, like you Labyrinth is kind of like teen mm -hmm. fantasy-ish. Yeah. Um, Dark Crystal. Maybe I mean it's a fantasy, but that's not your tradition. Yeah, I don't think it's a teen fantasy. Like I think real life, like almost a little bit. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. and I, I'm like think of it's not like a like, jerk coming back to like this film again. Be with some kind of wonderful to or, a certain degree is a, is kind of. Okay. I think a I think a typical boy might have that fantasy, and then not the like glorious fantasy of like like what theirs was. It was about like how many people have seen the movie. You've seen the movie, right? It's and it's a piece of swag. So Eric Stoltz again, 
there is the, the, the perfect pretty girl there that he thinks is the perfect pretty girl, and he has this crush on her. And how many guys grown up haven't had this secret crush on this girl? You know, so I think to the fantasy was he wanted to have that date to show her that he, I think he words in there that I'm, that I, I'm almost like I'm just as good as the next guy. Like it shouldn't be about money and where you come from and who's the hot football player. It's about me as a person. I can take you out and I can basically treat you, you know, this way that's like a gentleman and all these things and basically be a good enough guy for you. And then at the end, and, and the point was he just wanted to kind of do that. And in the end, she even sort of says, like, you kind of used me. So that's why I think of it as a, it was kind of a fantasy, but it was a, a much more, without giving the, the ending of the movie away, it's, to me, that was kind of like, I think every guy would be like, like, like I want to prove to you that I can be just as good as that next guy. And I think that's kind of a more realistic fantasy movie if you're trying to go more realistic fantasy. It's like, what guy doesn't want to have a shot to say, hey, I can take out that girl and, and not be insecure and be confident and go out and still do this and, and, yeah. and win the win the affection or the you know treat you like somebody hasn't treated you before i think that's a i think that i don't know if you guys I, haven't I've seen in high school it, it's worth watching I, I think i don't remember if i brought this i saw up. that with my daughter i, I saw that with my brought daughter this up last time or it, and when we did breakfast club and, and yeah we did bring the candles. then um but it was his follow-up or it was his version of pretty in pink Yes. Yeah. Because he didn't like that Ducky didn't get the girl in yeah. Pretty in Pink, so he wanted to then go back and make sure that uh, things worked out for the uh, for the guy you care about. Yeah. And like I said, I saw this with my daughter. My daughter watched it. She had seen Pretty in Pink and, and you know the other ones, and, and she liked this one overall as well. Because again, it's just a likable character. It's more realistic. Both people are, and it, it just you feel good after the movie. You really feel good. Like I think after the movie is over. So. Um, yeah, and, and maybe that's like. So when I say when you think really, do you really, do you really not, you know, care like for, for these guys, the, these two boys? Do you, you know, is there anything there for you to like care about and, and root for? I don't know. It, makes, it, it almost makes it hard then to really give the the story and the movie focus. Cause, mm-hmm. and, I'm, just, and, I'm fine with this as an escapist fantasy. Okay. I'm okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, and th- th- that's all. I think it's. I think it's. Got that, little, that's little that's bit of, all. Bit of all heart. it can be is. Right. I think it's a little bit of heart Dawn. with the big sister. You could argue Red Dawn was the fantasy of like certain maybe more yeah. macho boys of like you know the fact that you're going to defend and you're going to karate kid these people. Karate kid could Explorers. be one as well. I mean, what is yeah. fantasy? Is fantasy just something that's like? Coon was the fantasy of the geriatric vampires. Does it have to be an unrealistic, you know, special <laughs> effect, special effect fantasy? Or I'm Wolf for Brimley. You're welcome. Diabetes. Diabetes. I think there's another one, like the Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. You pick anything. I mean, it depends. You want a realistic fantasy, like a real life fantasy? Well, but like like, like this one, where you have almost some sort of magical way of fulfilling your dreams, yeah. and you know, like I think of explorers. You know, they had they mm-hmm. discovered this formula from the aliens that allowed them to build a spaceship, and it was their fantasy of going up and exploring space. And that one's a little more fantastical, and it's got some magic. Quote fingers, ding ding, magic involved. How old was um, Luke Skywalker? About twenty. <laughs> Darn it, he's not a teen then. So well, he can't be. he's nineteen. That's have to be a, a great one, man. Hey, that's what he yeah. wants to do. Is he wants to go and save the, you know, wants to be out there and adventure yeah. and save the, you know, get the save the princess and really just, instead of working on his Tatooine. The other interesting thing that I noticed was that on Common Sense Media, um, they break it down between um, adult. Scores, adult ratings, and kids' ratings. Kids actually rated this a lower movie than adults did. 
So like kids today watch well, this. And, and I they, think they could be the effects and some of that stuff too. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like the CGI could be. and stuff. That could be no, a, actually, but a lot of them commented on they didn't, the kids today did not relate to this movie. Okay. Yeah. I and because of characters and because they just said, you know, I don't, I don't see anything to relate to in this movie. So if they, this seems like though a movie that they would remake today. Okay. It seems like you would take somebody, I don't know, it, it seems like this would be one that with the sex, drugs, rock and roll, all that stuff in it, it kind of seems like one that you could remake every generation. Not saying it's going to be good, but... Mm -hmm. All right, well, is there anything anything no. redeeming about... Bill uh, Paxton, Bill that's Paxton. the older brother. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to do, like, quotes. Do you have quote, a favorite scene or a favorite quote? Favorite quote, <laughs> I just remember it's from the teaching, it's the, the mutant biker. So can we keep this between us? <laughs> that's a good job. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to lose so my teaching that's job. My, that's my one there. How many times have you said that? <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, there's Bo. Hey, hey Bo. How's it going? Wrapping it up. Did any of you guys ever watch the TV show? No. I, I never did. I used to watch it on occasion. It, was, no. it wasn't too bad. I find it wasn't too bad. Uh, it was entertaining. Okay, that works. <clears throat> so what are your, you, you've now stepped in at the end of this conversation. Stepped into a pile of weird science. Well, yeah. So how did you feel about weird science? I had forgotten more of that movie than I remembered. Okay. I know I'd seen it, but I, there were, I'm sitting there watching it. Did I see an edit or something the first time? Because there were things that didn't just weren't right, but it was funny. Okay. It, it doesn't. I, you ask the question really well. Um, we, we, we've been kind of going through and just talking about the last one, the, uh, the last question on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have the heart. It's fine. You know, you sit down, you watch a movie. It's okay. okay. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It you don't sit down and go, "Oh, let's watch." You know that one again. Right. It's not like you know, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles. You're like, "Oh, those are awesome!" Woo! Everyone gets excited. That's weird science. It was fun. I'll say I've actually just I've seen it on TV. This might be the, again the, the ultimate like takeaway from it for me was I see part, I see it on TV and like you said, there's other parts like every movie whether it be the other all the John Hughes films that you go and you stop and you'll at least give it 20 minutes and watch a certain sectioners and then okay I go back on my day, but with this one, it's literally oh weird science click. I mean that's literally how I am with it. I don't really like oh wait I can't see the scene. Maybe when the you know all the mutant, but for the most part, yeah, it was just clicked every time I've seen it. I might be on TV again. That's been my response. So that tells me something about how I don't think I just clicked with it because it would literally click off of it. I missed the the end of the the other um, like fantasy movies that best summed it up. What was the some kind of we really wonderful didn't have much. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. One, so the, yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it was kind of hard to determine what would be a. So if not this, what, oh, movie. Okay. what, what, we said, what like, movie might be the, yeah. the, and then is the it realistic fantasy, fantasy like, such as like Red Dawn, we were saying, ones we've talked about in the past, could be a fantasy of like people who want to battle and go out there and mm -hmm. fight for their country. Zombie you know, movies. Like zombie movie that, could yeah. be a fantasy, like Zombie Land, even Zombie Land mm -hmm. could be the fantasy movie. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you could take a stretch, or do we want one with these like powers where somebody kind of has that ability? You have to dis dis distinguish mm -hmm. between realistic fantasy or unrealistic fantasy. Last Starfighter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of that, that fantasy movie. Terabith. Terabith, yeah. 
Easy, easy for you to say. Yeah. I don't think you can say that without sounding like you've had something to drink. Well, he was late. Yeah. Where were you before you got here? <laughs> the <terrible view. laughs> it's on the bridge. It's on the bridge. <laughs> All right. Well, that's probably going to wrap it up for our discussion of weird science. But since this is the nerdy weird science movie, I'll tack this on to the end. Um, this episode is coming out, and we are recording this the day before Star Wars comes out. I, Pat's about to pass out. Um, let's just real quick. We'll go around. We'll talk about what are we looking forward to in the new Star Wars movie. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Are you going to say you're not looking forward to it? I am trying to get, I, I, I know people have gotten excited about the trailers and everything else, and there's the part Millennium of me that Falcon is. Millennium Falcon flying again, dude. <laughs> Millennium Falcon <laughs> flying again. Let me, let me tell him what I told you. Okay, I stayed away from all reviews. I'm trailers, tra reviews. I'm trying, I, I don't to, stay, I'm trying to stay off Facebook. Except for the I, reviews that you I accidentally gave saw. of the trailers. Right, except the ones I, I supposed recorded. to cover my ears at this point? No, 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 no. Okay, right. So, I have not read any reviews, because there were press screenings yesterday. So the press has seen it. There are, are you doing all right there, Pat? I'm okay. Okay. <clears throat> so they saw it yesterday, and I'm trying to stay away from looking at any reviews. I don't want to see any of them. I, I saw did, a couple. I, I accidentally saw mm -hmm. two tweets that went out. And the one tweet that has me very interested about this is, okay, and this is the one where Pat, like, jumped up and down and screamed in the middle of the hallway, is Would the guy. Did you say he squeed? Yes, he squeed. <laughs> I didn't know I did that, um, but all right. I, you know. It Wait, seemed, you did that in front of other people? It seemed like you did. <laughs> I don't know. Again. God. Um, Decorum, Patrick. Decorum. The guy tweeted out, he said, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I'm just going to say, you are not ready for this movie. Like, you don't know what's, you don't know what's coming. Like, you, you think you might. Even if you're a big fan, you don't know what's coming with this movie. You're not ready for it. Okay. So to me, that, that's right. got me pretty interested because I'm like, yeah. you know, I feel like I know a little bit. But I don't want to. I don't want to know. Anything. I want to be like, surprised. Like a, yeah, and I, I. And this guy is this guy is claiming you will be surprised. Okay. So that has me extra pumped, and, and Pat was jumping up and down. God, I don't know if I could be surprised by Star Wars anymore. Maybe you can. I was surprised. Was surprised how bad the first way. one. We'll surprised in a good way. We'll find out tomorrow. Right? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know if they can. I. Don't know. I, I so when I see I, John I on I, Friday, I'm going to ask him. Yeah. Was Bo surprised at all with anything Thursday night? I think I've said before that I'm not seeing it till next Monday, so I don't want to talk to any of you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. It Side note, ladies and gentlemen, this is the uh, bit, yeah. couple days before uh, before we all leave on winter break, yeah. so we're all a little slap happy and unfocused. A little punchy. I was just saying, I think that in my head, Good for you, I have. Some ideas, like John was saying, like where I like if I was writing the I I, I look at it as I go if I was writing the next chapter of this, what would I do? How would it go from that point from from mm -hmm. you know from the net from moving forward? How would it go from Return of the Jedi to the next phase, the next phase, those last three? What would happen during there? And I've thought of that, so I have my ideas. So I might or might not be surprised, but I didn't want to know what they're doing. I I have felt confident in J.J. Abrams. Because again, I just think he's one of the more infectious, enthusiastic kind of just wants to do it right. Not he's not out to just make a bunch of money here, take the money. But he's not out to make money. He's not yeah. one of those filmmakers. He loves film and he loves movies, and he doesn't want to be disappointed. I'm sure in this as well. So he takes it very seriously. So I feel like 
it's in good hands and I don't want to hear anything and I don't want to think about anything and I don't want to read anyone else's reviews and I don't want to see trailers. I want to go into theater and just be blown away. That's what I want to see. So that's, that's where I'm at. So I try to resist the urge. I've seen trailers. I've seen bits and pieces. There's, then it makes me think a little bit more. So there's definitely some ideas and we've talked about like mm -hmm. things and Luke and other things that we people you see and don't see. But I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't, I'm trying to go into movies more like without being influenced by press or people or even other people's reviews. There's certain movies that I like, uh, I want to see in the theater. If I know I'm going to see this movie, I don't want anybody to filter it for me. If I don't know if I'm going to see a movie, like, eh, maybe I see that, hey, what did you think of that? That's when I ask people's opinion and check out trailers and look, because I'm like, eh, I'm not sure about going to see it at, this theater, at the theater. But with this one, we all know we're going to see it at the theater. Some of us are going to see it 18 times in the first day. John Reed. Not the first day. <laughs> first 48 hours, maybe. So why do I need to see a trailer? Why do I need to see someone else's opinion? Why do I want to read a review? I'm seeing it no matter what the reviews are. I know I'm going to theater, so I don't want anybody to... to talking about it almost, yeah. so I see it. That's kind of how it is. I'm excited that I don't know anything about this movie, because when the first three came, well, I, I know quite a bit about this movie, but I don't know what the story is. Like, I know character names, and I know what well, yeah, characters I mean, you, are going to look like. You've analyzed the hell out of the trailers, but I don't, and, right. yeah, and even, yeah, I don't know even any of the story. And even listening to, to your, uh, your episodes where you talked about the trailers, we still know nothing about this story, no. which is kind of awesome. Uh, and I love that. Because I, I went into the first three, each of the first three, I, I was online, like, reading forums where people were talking about it, reading spoiler stuff. I listened to the soundtrack before it came out. I read the novels before they came out. I, I knew the entire plot mm -hmm. of the, each of the movies before they came out, um, particularly episodes one and two. And I think, in part, not that those are the best Star Wars movies, but I think that especially ruined it for me more. Because then, there's no surprise in those anyway. You know what's going to happen by the time it gets to the end of episode three. But then I knew every detail of that movie before I went in to go watch it. And for me, that was that made it a little less fun. I mean, I still had fun. It was so still with the, great. With, but with the number of but I'm excited TV about this spots one and not that came anything. out for, for this movie, did you reach a point where you're like, I, I just don't want to see any more? Mm -hmm. Okay. After that international trailer that came out, I pretty much stopped. Right. Yeah, that was kind of my stopping point as well. After the international trailer, if, if was a couple like, things, right, I, yeah. if I see anything mm -hmm. new at this point, I feel like I'm going to start cluing into mm -hmm. more things, and I do want to have like uh, like Dennis. I want to have that moment where I'm just sitting there going, "Jesus Christ, right. did that happen?" Yeah. And if it happens to pop I, up I, on I TV, I don't want then, that to be ruined. Right. If I'm watching TV and the commercial comes on, I won't change a channel, but I'm not seeking them out like I would have otherwise been. But once that international trailer came out, I'm like, you know, I don't know any of the story. I'm starting to get little hints and clues here. I, but that's where I'm going to cut this off because I don't, mm -hmm. I want to go in, I want to go in surprised. Pat, how are you feeling? Man, the Millennium Falcon's going to fly again. That's <laughs> you already ruined it for me. Now I know that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The Millennium Falcon's going to fly again. gone. Oh, well. So when it takes off in the theater, right. I'm not going to be as excited as it right. taking off. Well, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi is still dead. So. Well, then you weren't watching the first two trailers too close, you know? But uh, so if you see them get on the Millennium Falcon, you know that's a good bathroom break for you because yeah. what's going to oh follow, God, it's going to fly. It's going to take off. Check the run pee to see what times you can... Best app ever. If you I guys love that app. Oh my goodness! Yes. Run P. Run P. Have you ever seen that one? It was its own app before. Now it's built into the AMC, AMC theater app. app. Yeah. Um, it would Which tell you, yeah, it would tell you when the best times are to go to the bathroom. 
And it so, tells you, it gives you a synopsis of what you missed. It tells you, you how long you had, you know, so it'll say at one hour and seven minutes, here's the when, good time to go. When this character here's says hap- this. Here's what's happening go. right before. You'll have four minutes, and here's what happens in those it's four minutes. It's called Run P. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But it's part of the AMC app now. Yeah, it's, okay. it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've used that in several I just movies. try to hold it. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like the Run P app for this one should There's just say, two. I bring a for catheter. Star Wars. Well, I, I kind of feel like the Run P well, app for this read, one should just say, it's going to tell you when you should go. Don't do that. Bo. Bo. What sort of movie oh, fan are you? Don't say anything. nothing here that is going to give anything away. Is this well, from the Star Wars one? Yeah. I kind of feel this like... the Millennium Falcon's going to take off again. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to fly for about four minutes. That's plenty of time to pee. Yeah, it's going to be like Back to the Future. Actually, the Millennium Falcon will never fly again because the time circus will fly, but mm-hmm. it's going to be attached to a locomotive. That, there you go. I'm sorry. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our weird science episode. Um... If you would love to find us, I'm not giving you our addresses because, again, that would be kind of creepy. But, hey, um, someone's trying to find us. Somebody's trying to find <laughs> us. They <laughs> called the wrong they number. They found us. They, they found us. All right, everyone, pack it up. Let's move. Oh, my Holy God. Cat says, the Millennium Falcon's going to fly soon. <laughs> 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 Only 24 so, hours, Pat. <clears throat> movie spoiler app. Uh, if you'd like to give us, give us a call, um, you know, we can tweet out everybody's individual personal phone numbers after this. Um, Pats, you can usually find written on a bathroom wall. Uh, our voicemail line, however, is 87235 movie. Not a lot of stars, but the list is long. Yeah, that's true. 8723566843. Our website and crowdfunding page are at the30podcast.podbean.com. Uh, on Twitter, we are at 30podcast. Our email is 30podcast at gmail.com. And Facebook, facebook.com 30podcast. Um, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on the Satchel app, which is currently only for Android devices, and soon Google Play is releasing uh, their podcast as well, and we will be on the Google Play for podcasts. So, until next time, I'm John. Oh. You're Bo. Dennis is looking up yeah. the uh, P times for the yeah. Force Awakens movie. I'm Jeff. Pat. And Pat's excited. <laughs> the aluminum falcon is going to fly. What's an aluminum falcon? All right, we'll see you all next time.